everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today. This is a bonus episode that we are doing where we are taking a look at our good friend Sandy Sadu's new show where she is plays a nurse. It's actually a show called Nurses. And we just thought it would be really fun to look at the first two episodes. It's like a pilot review. And I, you have to bear with me. I'm a little bit under the weather today, but I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And I am joined today by a very good friend of mine, new to the podcast, that uh, is a nurse herself. So I thought this would be a perfect time to welcome my friend Jen Mills to the podcast. And, uh, and Jen, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You yourself are a nurse practitioner uh, currently, is that correct? That's correct. I was a nurse for 12 years, but say nurse for, or sorry, for 10 years. And then for the last two and a half years, I've been a nurse practitioner. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And so you not only are a medical professional, but you're also a big fan of medical dramas. Is that correct? Yes. I know I have a lot of friends who can't handle watching them because they get caught up in the mistakes or the things that they're like, that would never happen. But I personally love the drama. I love, I just love all of it. I kind of wish my hospital was more like Grey's Anatomy, but I mean, <laughs> not enough hot dogs. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that's, that's the biggest thing that these shows always get wrong is all the, uh, inner yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, there's rumors from like years ago that there's been some nurse doctor hookups and there are a couple of docs that I know of who have married nurses, um, from the unit, but it's not as prevalent as you might think. I know I personally work in the NICU, so there's uh, more women than men and the doctors that we have literally are old, but mm -hmm. I know that down in the ED and the OR, there's a little bit more fraternization but not to the extent that you see on TV at right, all. And there's, right. and not everybody's like beautiful people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that time probably spent, uh, in, uh, <laughs> spent working probably it takes away time that you could spend at the gym. probably. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And when you're on a 12 hour shift, like day or night by the end of it, you just feel so tired and exhausted yeah. that the thought of like trying to hook up with someone is like completely <laughs> out of the question. Yeah. I mean, I always felt that, uh, that ER did a better job than most of the other ones as far as being accurate. Is that true? So I will agree. I actually am doing a deep dive rewatch of ER. I never mm -hmm. miss an episode yeah. and I'm rewatching it and I have to agree that they do a really good job. I think Grace does a lot more of the what if this could happen, like when they had an artificial placenta, like where, yes, they are working on that. I've been to um, presentations about it, but it's not anything that is actually working yet. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're a little bit out there and ER was more real life. Grounded. This is what you see and this is what you do. Exactly. Definitely more grounded for yeah. sure. Well, and the thing that always impressed me about ER is that they kept the quality up through so many different casts. Oh like, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> like better than any other show that I can think of that, that the, they just had, you know, revolving casts. Um, and yes. yet it's still, I mean, maybe because it is a hospital environment, it kind of allows that as opposed to obviously other shows that are like families or something right. like that, where you can't really have casting changes. 
Uh, right. It's, 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 that's what's so real about it is that you might have a few attendings that stay, but you've got so many residents, nurses, fellows that are, that rotate through that your job, your job environment can be very different every three to four years. Yeah. Well, and what actually is the difference between a nurse practitioner and a nurse? Like, obviously you need more education, but what are the specifics there between that? So a nurse practitioner, and this is interesting because there's a nurse practitioner that they feature on the resident that's on Fox Mm -hmm. and they, they, they still call her nurse, which she's not, she's a nurse practitioner. I personally had to get a doctorate. So I actually am a doctor, Okay, um, doctor of nursing practice. But what we do is we actually have our own patients that we write orders on um, and we're, we are in charge of the medical management of that patient. Whereas for bedside nursing, you receive the orders from the practitioner or from the doctor, and then you're carrying out those orders. And your job is to constantly be assessing those patients and then letting the practitioners know what's going on so they can therefore make the decisions they need to make as far as the, mm-hmm. the, the health care that they need. Yeah. Um, we really like we're at the bedside for a, just like sometimes a few minutes or if a, sicker, a kid's sicker, we might there, be there for a few hours, but the nurses really are the eyes and ears of the unit and they're what, they're what keep it running. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there is a uh, a tension or difficulty between like the doctors and the nurses or is that kind of played up for drama? So I think that is kind of played up for drama. I know um, I work at a children's hospital and, and I feel like not just in my unit, but in talking with other, other um, friends that I have that work in other units, um, there's definitely more of a collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's more of a team effort, Yeah. but there are definitely some doctors that are harder on people than others. Sure. Like I had, I had one doctor that scared me to death, still scares me. Luckily she left, but, um, she would just look at you like you were a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. And that really like affects how you can communicate and you need to have good open communication between your nursing staff and your physicians. Mm-hmm. So, and she's not the only one. There's been others that are a little bit rougher to deal with. And Mm -hmm. so I think the drama has definitely played up more, but it's not Mm -hmm. a lie. It really does happen. Do you think that the whole idea of nursing being for women is changing or that's still pretty prevalent? I think it's still pretty prevalent. Um, We always joke around about like having the token guy in the class or whatever. Um, My class, there were. 50 of us um, in my nursing graduating class, and there were 10 guys, mm-hmm. which actually was pretty good, but yeah. it definitely is still more of a female-driven profession. Also, it seems like the males tend to move on to go to going to nurse nurse manage or nurse practitioner school or nurse anesthetist school. And mm-hmm. that's usually because they of the traditional roles of the man as the provider and they want to be able to make more money. Mm-hmm. As nurses, we can make pretty good money. Like it's pretty decent. It can, you know, sixty thousand dollars a year or whatever. But usually the men it seems like they want to move on. We have we only have a couple of men in our unit that have stayed as bedside mm-hmm. nurses. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. So how did you, so this nurses show, uh, yes. this, uh, is for global TV. So it, it's only in Canada right now, but hopefully we'll be able to get it on, on uh, in America as well. 
Um, hopefully. hopefully. I just want to see what's going to happen. <laughs> I know. I'm we sucked were, in. <laughs> we were lucky enough to get to get some screener links for this, for this review. Um, but how did you feel overall about the two episodes? Did you feel like it was a pretty good start or? Yeah. I felt like it was a pretty good start. I felt like the, the initial, the, the pre, the premiere episode, I felt had a very Grey's Anatomy-esque feeling mm-hmm. to it with their, you know, they're all brand new, you know, to the hospital. Uh, Grace, the, the lead, basically, it seems like to me, I mean, she has a year of experience elsewhere, but it seems like the rest of them don't have any experience. And so they're all getting into this and kind of like, what in the world is happening to us? This is so different from school. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like that was very, that was definitely very true to life. Um, I feel with all, with all TV shows, I actually feel like the premieres are, lack a little bit more. I feel like it's not until the second episodes where the cast seems more comfortable with each other and they mm-hmm. kind of get more of a better flow. At least that was my opinion, but yeah. I still enjoy the premiere. It definitely did. I mean, especially because she has blonde hair and she's, I don't know, there were a number of things that did feel a little Ellen Pompeo in in the lead. Uh, Her name is Tira Scobie and uh, playing uh, Grace Knight. There's five different nurses that are uh that are starting uh that are the lead characters of the show uh with uh natasha call callis playing ashley uh jordan johnson hins playing keon uh sandy sadu uh playing nazneen khan and uh then donald mclean jr playing wolf so those are our <laughs> five uh nurses we also yes. have on this show uh ryan uh Hanaka, who uh, who Hallmarkies will know from when Hope calls, he plays. Uh, <laughs> he has a role on that show. Yes, here on Hallmark Channel. So hopefully that's not bad news for when Hope calls. <laughs> this hasn't been renewed yet. <laughs> so he plays Gabe in on when Hope calls, and so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that's not been canceled. We'll see. Seriously, hopefully this isn't a bad obit. Yeah, he's one of the doctors on this show, and so it starts out. You have Grace as as our kind of lead character, and uh, you have them. There's a uh, there's been a sh- like shooting, right? There's been mm-hmm. a, a yep. thing, a terrorist event, and uh, and it starts out with you see immediately they end up. Grace gives blood because they're like, indeed, is that something that would be common for for nurses to to actually give blood? No. So, n- well, okay. So like at the end, they showed them all like giving blood yeah. at the hospital. They actually do have blood drives at the hospital every month. Mm-hmm. but um that's just like a normal thing it's not like oh my gosh there's been a trauma can everybody hurry and come and give blood because the blood has to be cleansed or radiated all this other stuff it has to go through a different company before we can actually mm-hmm. use it but actually having like we do have a monthly monthly red cross because i would think you wouldn't want to have all of your staff be depleted of blood at the same time well yeah that was- <laughs> You might get some people passing out and getting tired. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean plus it's hard, it's hard to find time. Like, that's you know, there's, there's not a lot of my coworkers. It seems like it's more, more like the office staff people, um, administration that gets to go give blood because a lot of my coworkers, like we don't have time to actually be there for, yeah. for the duration of a blood, you know, blood donation. 
yeah yeah i wondered about that because like i mean they're already working 12-hour shifts and now you're taking blood away from them <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> i mean um but uh but yeah so grace ends up treating this terrorist guy mm -hmm. who's super skeevy and yes. uh and ashley is upset with her about it and uh that that he, he shouldn't get the same care as the people that he's just hurt and are suffering mm -hmm. and this to me felt like the weakest plot element of the pilot i mean i yes. feel like any medical professional would of course know they have to treat everybody exactly what's she supposed to do just sit there and let them die i mean you can't right. do that yeah that would be like you would get called into the manager's office if you just like flat out refused to take care of a patient mm -hmm. and you know there's some situations like i've had a situation recently where um I, ha I was very emotional about a patient that we had that we have on our unit and so like my colleagues were able to make it so i didn't have that patient on my um on my team but like i have had people where I may not agree with the beliefs that they have or or I may know that like they're illegal in the country or mm. you know they've they've been in jail and things like that. I do not treat them any differently than I would treat you know the poster child family mm -hmm. like you have you have to just put all of that aside and you know that going in yeah um I mean, I feel but, like you could be held criminally liable, couldn't you if you just like didn't you could if you just like walked up if there was no one else to take care of that patient like you could be i don't know if it would be criminally but you would definitely your job would be put into question yeah yeah That's, for sure yeah and we also find out that ashley seems to know about grace's past and yes. uh, she's kind of out for her um and uh and because grace was just at this other hospital for a year she was working under this we find out more in the second episode of what happened to her and and so do you do you relate to i mean obviously it kind of goes to melodrama in this but but do you relate to that sense of competition between the different uh <laughs> your colleagues in that sense so I, I do. I, there are definitely, and I was actually very competitive mm -hmm. myself and I still remain competitive as far as wanting to get the sickest patients, wanting to be the first one in my group to, you know, take, yeah, just to take the sickest patients and to be able to kind of be like the star of our grads, of our like new grad class. Uh -huh. um, there definitely can be that. And you can tell who those people are. I like look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was probably so obnoxious. Like I kind of hate myself for that. But um, as far as like knowing like, you know, nurses and stuff from other hospitals, especially in my field in neonatology, it's like such a small world. Like we know people from other units, from like other hospitals. And we do know sometimes we know like okay that person did get fired for this or this person didn't pass their boards this many times or things like that like we know like you find out about there's like the, there's definitely a lot of gossip and a lot of there is kind of that sort of huge thing where you know you know you know like mm -hmm. their past and sometimes it's hard with your coworkers to hold back on on not judging 
I mean, it's sad to yeah. say, but yeah, we work with a bunch of women. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. that kind of, huh. that goes on and, and we're, it's actually getting better. Yeah. Thank goodness. So, uh, Wolf is assigned to find the finger, find the man that belongs to the fingers. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was silly <laughs> plot, but, uh, but, but it was, yeah, it was, it was entertaining. Well, what killed me is I was like, that happened in the first season of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I want to say like the third or fourth episode, but it was actually a chopped off penis. Oh. So okay. I was like, I was like, this is so like Meredith-esque, as you said earlier, with Meredith carrying around the cooler with the chopped off penis. Right. And <laughs> so it kind of was, it kind of, I thought was like a weaker point, but then you did, it did allow for him to see what the other, his other newbies were doing. Yeah and how to help bring them in it was fun uh for for because i i felt like it wasn't taken like super as seriously as the terrorist plot line right you needed something lighter for sure yeah yeah and then you have uh the uh um you have this this nazine uh has the uh toughest kind of plot line where she Mm -hmm. has to help a uh there's a man who's a teacher who uh got injured in the attack and it turns out he ends up brain dead and yes. uh that whole um i thought that whole sequence was all done very well and was very mm-hmm. sad uh and um would you ever you know her her, her mom the 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 man's mom brings in mm-hmm. food for her would you ever eat would you eat something that's brought by a patient or is that we have off? families actually bring in food all the time okay yeah <laughs> i wondered about something, that now one thing there was one time this is like nikki lore but i think it really did happen because i talked to the guy it happened to the family brought in uh cookies uh-huh. and the mom like he was eating one and the mom was like yeah i made that with my breast milk so oh, sometimes no. <laughs> we're a little cautious about eating homemade food, uh-huh. but um, yeah, like we'll have people bring in food all the time and we put it in the break room and the whole, the, there's always a saying like nurses will eat anything uh-huh. and that's very Ac- true. It's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we, so it's, there's so often where we don't have time to get like a decent lunch or anything that if there's food sitting there, we'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. And I thought that, but that was a really um well done that was my favorite of all the different plot plot points in this pilot i thought it was i thought that she did a really sandy did a really good job uh trying to comfort this mother mm-hmm. and um the trying to get the organ donation for the for the one of the students that he he loved that whole thing i thought that was good i i liked that i agree i agree it was and it the emotion of it, it was definitely real. That's real to life for sure. Mm-hmm. There's some of those patients you just bond with. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so then Keon, hit the other major plot line is he is sent to the uh, the labor and delivery ward or <laughs> whatever you call. Um, yeah. And uh, he is assigned a woman who's there alone. Um, she is uh she had a, a partner uh and uh she ended up becoming pregnant to try to keep the partner invested in the relationship anyway things didn't go well and so she's there alone and he's trying to help her and he ends up finding her emergency contact which hasn't been updated which is still the old partner 
and he mm-hmm. calls her and she ends up coming and i don't know what did you think about this plot line did you feel like that was he overstepped or so like technically yes you could call the emergency contact number for sure but um i think it was a little bit more dramatized than what you made it out to be because a lot of times um you'll get a new a new emergency contact when the when the person comes in the hospital it's not just like like as soon as they come in it's like okay who's your next of kin that kind of thing right but i also don't know like i myself like thinking about that i'm like if that didn't go well i could actually be held accountable for for breaching hipaa which is our um it's uh it's a law that says it like that you cannot give health information health information privacy act you can't give information to people um without permission Mm -hmm. so even though it's an emergency contact i don't know that he could call and say hey your ex-wife or your ex-partner's here and at labor and delivery like i don't know that you could actually say that Mm -hmm. you could say the person's in the hospital but you couldn't tell them why yeah i wonder without literally getting fired like hipaa violations are Mm -hmm. no joke I mean, and granted, this is in Canada, so we don't know the the, the That's laws true. there. That's true. You're absolutely right. But still, I I it was definitely a risky endeavor because a risky <laughs> because she could have not responded that well. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Well, and then watch like watch the watch the partner like now start to like try to sue for custody i was like this could go down a really bad road (laughs) yeah that's right that's right (laughs) uh so yeah he's been kind of assigned to to labor and delivery can you just get assigned anywhere in the hospital or does it do you have specializations that so there's usually you get hired just for one unit and you get trained for that unit because there's every unit is so different but because I thought about that as well. I was like, this doesn't really happen. But then I was like, you know what? If they had a like a hospital float pool, which is nurses who like they want to float to different units. And so they go to different units and help when they might be short staffed. And they get trained in each unit. And so that's the only re- the only way that that would happen mm. is if they were float pool. And we love our float pool nurses. Like they are amazing. And I applaud them for learning all the different units and they save our butts Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and so then the only other major part of this episode was we find out that uh our 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 friend grace is dating a an engaged man or seeing an engaged (laughs) man so scandal (laughs) such a scandal what's gonna happen here (laughs) so i expected more from you grace (laughs) i know (laughs) so then we get to episode two and it starts out we find out that wolf is taking pills so yeah so that's gonna be a i'm sure a very that's gonna be an ongoing problem and that is that is a real thing Mm mm-hmm there are nurses we have i've known a couple and actually um a family member a distant family member who got addicted to pills and like taking um pain meds from their patients mm-hmm. and it's it's a huge deal you lose your license when that happens yeah yeah i would think you could even end up in 
in jail, depending on what you Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a huge problem, the whole opiate uh, mm-hmm. epidemic. And uh, so I always, if I, the few times I've gone into surgery, I've always just said, I want like five pills. <laughs> like, exactly. Five yes, that's fair. Under smart. 10, <laughs> like whatever, you know, depending on what it is, but uh, yeah, just a couple days, that's it. Yeah, you, which is very smart. Because you don't even want them around. No, and there's some doctors who are pretty liberal with what they prescribe. Yeah. But the healthcare system I work for is really trying to crack down on that, which I think is good. That's good. And so then he gets his main plot line is with this this punk teenager who has cystic fibrosis. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> I <clears throat> I I don't know a ton about cystic fibrosis, but I learned a little bit through this movie last year that came out the five feet apart oh yeah yeah um which was actually i thought pretty decent for a like teen weepy uh yeah i i agree i i like that movie yeah and and there was there's this youtuber who has uh cf and he i started watching uh his reviews because he did a whole pilot reaction i mean a trailer reaction and mm-hmm. everything and and uh anyway through his he talked a lot about uh the he was impressed with a lot of the details that they got right in the in the movie uh yes. in, uh and anyway so i feel like i know a little bit about it just but i don't really um but mm-hmm. yeah i mean she i mean especially smoking i mean she, that would be crazy <laughs> i know but yeah, honestly there are some people who are just stupid mm-hmm. and we get that <laughs> like i like, we don't get that in the NICU, but when I was in nursing school doing rotations, I mean, the fact that sometimes I'd have to walk my patients outside so they could get a smoke break, like, mm-hmm. it's insane. It's like, you really, smoking is addictive. Just yeah. don't do it. <laughs> but just for somebody with a lung condition, you're just thinking, yeah. what? Yeah, like, I, in fact, I doubt that she could even be on the transplant list. No well, I, I think they actually mentioned it. But I know my dad was on a transplant list and they tested him every single week for drugs and you can Mm -hmm. test for nicotine. So I was like, come on. Yeah. They're going to (laughs) know. Yeah. And it's not like, um, what is it in fault in our stars when he just holds it because then he has the control or whatever no she uh-huh. was like smoking I'm like, yeah yeah that it was yeah. it was shocking yeah <laughs> um and basically we find out that wolf had leukemia mm-hmm. as, a, as a child and that he has to still take uh pills uh yes that, uh, the to avoid recurrence yes um, and that it causes him sometimes to go into debt other things in order to get the the recurrence pills yes so there you go about that Mm -hmm. and so there's this big fundraiser uh at the hospital and uh they the head of the fundraiser i'm I'm so bad with these kind of shows like i i i just forget everybody's names and i'm just like fundraiser lady yes (laughs) i I can't remember her name either (laughs) fundraiser lady um but she passes out and so then they they go and they find out that she has a mass um and it turns out that it's cancer Mm -hmm. and so she at first she doesn't want to tell her family because 
she she just wants to be able to enjoy her she doesn't want to be pressured to do chemo and other Mm -hmm. things um and i think it's grace uh who is really upset about that yes yeah she ended up being like her primary nurse and was trying to walk her through that process Mm -hmm. because you can't you can't tell for exactly Exactly. It's back to those privacy things. I actually had a patient um, uh, where the mother, the mother, like the dad, the dad thought that the mom had quit drugs and the mom hadn't and the baby was positive. And we technically could not tell the dad because they weren't married. We couldn't tell the dad that the baby was positive. And so we had to have our social workers actually, because I was like, I'm the nurse. What if the dad asks me like, what's wrong with the baby or why this happened? Like, I can't say anything. And it did feel really awkward, but luckily, as you saw, like you saw the show, um, we had a social worker who was able to talk to the mom and just say, you really need to come clean. Mm -hmm. And then she eventually did, but that it's, it's so real that you can't, there's some things you cannot say. Um, and it makes it really uncomfortable. Um, so there's also this whole thing during this whole episode of there's the man who is uh, a maintenance man yes. um, who uh, keeps getting called up to clean because Nazim at a certain point gets throw up all over her. Yes. And which I'm sure, especially so, as a baby, take your babies, you get it happens. Disgusting. And then, yeah. And adults. And uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I felt really bad for her. <laughs> and, but she keeps calling for this guy, Rick, or whatever his name was, to come mm-hmm. and clean. And <laughs> I, and so, yeah, uh, it turns out that she uh, is from a really rich family and that she kind of, was able to sort of skim by and not know some of those basic things right um, like she doesn't know how to properly make a bed uh which seemed a little bit like how, could you really get through all medical school and not know how to not know how to make a bed i okay seriously well it was kind of funny because like I mean, we, I learned those, like we did those skills, like the like very first semester of school, because you start out with going to the nursing homes and then you're helping with those things. And I was like, you really like charmed your nursing colleagues to like do your stuff for you. I'm like, no, that would not happen. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wonder. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because do you, do you ever have like, since the, does the, do the nurses ever kind of get a little, um, little uh, uh, you know you have this sort of totem you have this sort of uh totem pole of of you know they're they they have to there's the doctors and then the nurses and then there's the people that are underneath the nurses and mm-hmm. does that ever become kind of a thing or <laughs> it's like so it kind of it kind of can like again medicine's moving towards like more of a collaboration yeah effort but you definitely do get some nurses who are like, well, you're a tech, so right. this is your job and I'm not doing this, <laughs> you know, or like the housekeepers, like we call them environmental services now, but yeah, there's some people who do treat them like crap and I'm like, oh no, the fact that they're here cleaning this up means you don't have to, so you right. treat them kindly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I mean, I, I forget what the, I've had a number of friends that are the the like the the type of nurse that you can 
get it with an associate's degree. I forget what it's called. Yeah, probably like an LPN. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. Um, and because that is a hard job. Yeah. That is a brutal backbreaking work job. It really is. And uh, so yeah, that that was it was interesting and. Um, then you have, uh, you have, we learn more about Keon in this episode mm-hmm. as a, uh, a friend of his and his, uh, the friend's wife comes in to have a laparoscopic surgery and, yes. uh, and for, she's going to just be removing some PCOS from, uh, and it turns out she needs to have a, basically like a full hysterectomy. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, that's obviously kind of devastating, but the whole time this guy, this friend is like, you were so amazing at football and remember that great game, that incredible play. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that in that incredible play, Keon actually paralyzed the other player. And so, yeah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. And so to him, it's obviously this devastating thing, but then other people see it as this great thing. And so that's why he decided to get into medicine was to be able to try to make amends for what he's right yeah which i thought was really really commendable for his character for sure mm-hmm. yes uh and so then the other big thing that we learned so ashley's just continuing to bother grace about this whole thing and uh and about how she got kicked out of the fancy hospital mm-hmm. and, uh working for this this doctor and uh, the big scandal is that she left sponges in a person in an yes. operating room. And that's why she got kicked out of that hospital. Um, but we learn that it was because the doctor was sexually harassing her, mm-hmm. uh, assault- assaulting her. Uh, and uh, what did you think about this? Did that feel... Uh, I don't know. What did you think about that? So I think it's a great plot line. Uh-huh. Um, I also thought it was interesting when she was in assisting with that surgery um, for the artist's wife. I thought it was interesting because the one surgeon was like, oh, you know, you worked under that doctor. We've been trying to get him over here for, you know, for a while. And so I was like, okay, that was some good foreshadowing, especially with the fact that Grace had that, had that issue with him. I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he'll be on in the next few episodes. Don't you worry. Yeah. But as, as far as like, I was like, you know what, when you're in surgery, like the, everyone's sterile and there's so many people in there that you would see if a doctor was trying to put his hands down someone's pants, Mm -hmm. like you would definitely, that would definitely be seen. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like if, if some kind of harassment was going to happen, it would probably not happen in such a blatant area. Yeah. And then it might be. Yeah, it might be somewhere more in private because if you think about it, that's where a lot of a lot of abuse takes place is in private. Yeah. Um, but the more the the things that we see more often is verbal sexual harassment mm-hmm. rather than actual like the physical abuse. Right. But this does make for great TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, and if if you left sponges in a patient, would you? Like, would you be able to just go over to another hospital? Would that be, or would it be more serious than that? So, well, first of all, I would like, I've been in many surgeries, like more than I can count um, over the last 13 years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there, it's not just one person doing the count. There's multiple people doing the count. Mm. Like it goes down the line. And so 
the whole if, team would be responsible. The whole team. Yeah. yeah. It's not just one person responsible. So I was like, that would be pretty rare to have that happen. It also, you know, there are mistakes that are made in, in hospitals. We are all human. Um, we've had some pretty devastating things happen that were, you know, at the fault of, of one of the staff. And I haven't seen anyone get fired. Like usually it's a time to do further education, to look at how the policies and procedures are, what can we change and make better. Um, it's very rarely like a punitive thing, like you are no longer going to be an employee. Mm. Except for HIPAA, like the privacy policies, that is pretty much a one and you're done. Mm. So, um, but another thing as far as like laws, at least here in America, um, hospital, like any, like your employer is not allowed to say why you were fired. That's considered private information. And so they could just not, you, you may just not get a good or a, get a recommendation from your previous oh, okay. employer, which is not a good thing. But like if you, oh, yeah. go ahead. Or I was just going to say, wouldn't the doctor doing the surgery be held to more, uh, more a penalty than the nurse? Um, honestly, they probably would, but it also crap rolls downhill. <laughs> so they would, right. they would do the best they could to not be held accountable for that. Mm -hmm. And where if she was a scrub nurse, I mean, that is the scrub nurse's responsibility. But yes, at the end of the day, the doctor actually does have to sign off on the, on the, um, on the counts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, this, uh, it was a, it, you know, you're not getting introduced to the characters in the same way as in the first episode, but I thought that they, this was a pretty good second episode. Uh, mm -hmm. We got to know more about all of our characters uh, and overall, I feel like the acting is pretty strong. I agree. Show. I agree. There isn't anyone that I was thinking while I was watching it, like, okay, this is not believable. Yeah. Like, I felt like they were all pretty, um, they were pretty connected to their characters and pretty mm -hmm. involved in, and you could believe the emotions and things that they were going through. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like the writing is pretty solid as well. Um, I, uh, overall i think it's a pretty strong start i i i enjoyed uh uh enjoyed watching them and i'm definitely hope i'm hopeful we can get more links because i want to yeah. watch the rest and see how it all ends uh, so but, do i i'm yeah. like there's like so many little plot lines where i'm like i want to see where that yeah. goes yeah and she's and sandy told us told me on the interview that they've already renewed it for season two so they they oh. must have they must have huge confidence in the show. They must. Well, I th it's nice to actually have a show about nurses. Like there's been a few sitcoms that have come out that haven't lasted that have been about nurses, but it's been, you know, sitcoms and comedies. And I feel mm -hmm. like there is so much to the nursing role and there's so much that we see and experience that it's nice to have something that's not just about the doctors. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Mm -hmm. Well, this was really fun. I really enjoyed doing this and thank you so much. And like I said, we'll, uh, we'll we're not sure you know if we'll cover more maybe at the end of the season or i don't know i just don't know what we'll get but uh but uh but this has been really fun and i don't know do you have social media or anything that you want to share or um i'm currently private okay okay so i wasn't sure i don't have anything on there <laughs> i don't share much about my job either just because 
sure. It's hard to share things about your job on social media, but yeah. yeah, I'd love to come back. Yes. Well, uh, let us know if you are listening, what you thought of what, uh, of our analysis. Does it sound interesting to you? Or if you got to see it, let us know what you thought of the show. And, uh, and uh, yeah, let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, thanks so much. This was really fun. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. And uh, make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. That really helps us as well. We have our patron group, which is really fun. And, uh, and uh, is, you can join for as low as $2 a month. So it's really great. We also have our merch store, which has all things Hallmarkies and Hardies inspired. So check that out. And uh, thanks again, Jen. This was really fun. I really enjoyed talking about it with you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Hopefully we'll be back. Yes. Bye, everybody.